0: And to me, we are sleeping on half of the population. We're sleeping on half of the potential community, half of the potential interest. Business Insider did a study and they found that women make 86% of consumption decisions, right? Like the hottest artists, like fucking Justin Bieber, the Beatles, they're the best because women love them. Like Kylie Cosmetics became a billion dollar brand because women consume that shit. I want you to tell me, how you can loop in women into the NFT space, potential ways that you see either utility or community or interest, whatever it is.
1: All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. If you're joining us here, uh, it's your favorite uplifting cultural, virtual, always same set podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, champ, the multi-accredited 100,000 Twitter YouTube follower, Mutant Ape Holder, aka Steve Jobs. What's going on, bro? How are you? Did you watch the LEO episode? <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, no, that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Thank you for having me, guys. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it.
1: Hey bro, we're excited to have you. We got a quick exercise to get your brain and the juices flowing to start off the podcast. Parise is gonna hit you with it, and it's like rapid fire answers here. And All from right, ready get the idea.
0: Okay, we call this this or that. So just first thing off the dome, respond. Okay. Pudgy penguins or sappy seals. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> uh, I just had Luca on, so it has to be Pudgies. Sorry.
0: All right. Punks or apes? Apes. Bitcoin or ETH?
2: Oh my God. Ethereum. <laughs>
0: Clones or doodles? Doodles. Tequila or whiskey?
2: Tequila.
0: Nice. Magic Eden or OpenSea?
2: Magic Eden. Customer service is better. My man. I love
0: that. Soul or <laughs> ETH? Ethereum. Okay. Get rug pulled or not take profits?
2: Uh... <laughs> I'd rather get rugged, man. At least then it's not my fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Normie girl or web three girl?
2: Normie girl. I need a break from work.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair. Utes or D gods? gods. Paper hands or diamond hands?
2: Paper hands. Fuck diamond handing. Wait, <laughs> am I allowed to say bad words? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, you can. Okay.
0: Okay. NFT maxi or crypto maxi?
2: Crypto maxi.
0: And last one, shit posters or threads?
2: Ooh, shit posting is the meta
1: now, but I like threads better.
0: <laughs> Word, me too. Good shit.
1: Word, right, that was good. All right, got the juices flowing. This is our first time doing that, so I think it went pretty well.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, it was good. So so I can I just play. ask
3: you real quick? Why, why Magic Eden? Like honestly, like why over OpenSea? What about Magic Eden?
2: Customer service is better. They just understand the culture better because they have to. I think um, Open Seas just made so much fucking money that, like, in in they kind of, I feel like they they still feel like they've just boxed out the rest of the industry. Um, statistically, they kind of have, but Magic Eden is like the cool new kid on the block to me. I like them, and I know people over there, so Word. he
0: knows people. <laughs>
2: I just have friends over there. The, the NFT space is small. It's not hard to know
1: people. Yeah, you know what yeah. I
2: mean? Like it's not like I know people. Like you, you probably just called DM Magic Eden, they'd be like, hey. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Tim, like, <laughs> so, for anybody who's new to us or just new in NFTs in general, just give us a little bit of background of like how you got started and you know what you're kind of doing in the space right now.
2: Sure. Um so I started I started trading NFTs personally about uh, a little bit over a year ago now. It was uh mid August twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty wait, yeah, twenty twenty one. So a little bit over a year ago. And uh yeah, I had been trading crypto for a long time, right? I, I'm fairly versed in fungibles um since uh twenty seventeen. Um always kind of been on my radar but i only really got introduced to nfts kind of late in the game to be to be honest like compared to some of my friends who are the real ogs of the space right who kind of got pilled around the crypto kitties time so i started trading a lot of projects uh, a little bit before i think we saw the first real uptake in nft volume so actually around the time that you know we're talking about pudgies earlier pudgies came out uh sort of like the pudgy penguins uh doge pound you know, space punks club like that time in the space, uh, whenever it was really just like journey and Becker and all those guys that are again, like kind of like old balls of the space. Now, anyway, I started trading NFTs personally, um, uh, really heavily around this time. Um, I'm somebody who's tried like a lot of different things. Uh, You know, I, I, I used to resell streetwear sneakers uh a lot of sort of different like harebrained business ideas on the internet with like moderate levels of success um but I was working a full-time job too right um and nfts were trading nfts was the first thing that I I came across that I felt like had like immediate really rapid uh upside um and had like a lot of space to establish an early competitive advantage right uh, because like I'm decent at trading crypto, but like there are certainly there were certainly a lot of people who were just already way better than me. Um, but NFTs were like a much less populated space at the time, and I felt like I could kind of get an early movers advantage, right? There are a lot of inefficiencies in the market that were super easy to exploit. Like they were back at that time in NFTs, you basically just toss out low ball offers and make a bunch of money every day. Like it was ridiculous. Uh, so I started trading the market a lot. Um, got in some small group chats with smart people that were kind of like early, early versions of alpha groups, kind of the inspiration for what I ended up doing. And um, it started like outpacing upside on my nine to five job. And I was like, man, this is really uh, something like I feel like I could make a you know i'd like to do this full time because it's way more fun than what i'm doing for a living uh and it's absurd and like no one in my family really understands what i'm doing but they see that i'm you know that it's you know making me money and they kind of understand it uh so i looked around for i would say like gaps in this space um And I knew that a lot of people wanted to make money and trade NFTs, but most people didn't really understand how to do that. So I started creating content geared towards trying to help people do that, understand the market. You know, we're talking about threads earlier, writing threads or posts or YouTube videos, just explaining my reasoning like, and doing it in a really transparent way. Uh, I felt like there was kind of a lot of like word mincing. So I just started making YouTube videos and tweets like, you know, Hey, this is exactly what I'm looking at. This is exactly why this is my, you know what I mean? I'm probably going to buy this and sell this. Right. Which I do. T- I don't really do anymore because as your following grows, like there's sort of a different level of responsibility yeah. that you have to be aware of. Um, but anyway, started creating content like that. Um, at the right time in the right place. Right. Uh, and uh, started to grow a lot. Uh, like right before January, that January bull run, right. So started to grow a lot around that time. Um, Knew that I wanted to go bigger, uh, impact more people, create a career out of it, drop a project. We did. um, I dropped my project champs only. We sold it out. Been working on that for seven, eight months, basically full time Mm -hmm. and creating content, trying to provide as much free value as I can sort of on top of that um working with a number of projects just fully immersed in 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 web3 um yeah sorry i went on for quite a while <laughs> no, for you're me. good
0: so All much right, to talk I wanna, yeah i want to run it back to what you just said so i want you to think back to baby champ or maybe even before mm-hmm. you were champ like <laughs> yeah. anyone who gets into the nft space i know this is certainly true for me And I think unless you're batshit crazy, this is probably true for you too. Your initial thought is that this space is insane. Like hundred K for a monkey JPEG, that makes no sense. So I'm wondering like what flipped the switch for you from going like, this is insane to like, this is a career path and a way for me to make money and be part of the future.
2: Dude, to be honest as first, that's a really good question, but I, I was, uh, I was a really easy sell. (laughs) And I think it's because, like, you don't, no one had to really convince me Mm
1: -hmm. that
2: people, because I spent a lot of time in crypto, that people were interested in essentially gambling on highly speculative assets. Um, And at the time, market conditions were a lot more favorable, right? Like, um, obviously, the, the money printer isn't on anymore. Uh, but like whenever we saw that, you know, the last big upswing in, in fungibles and crypto in general, right. There's just been this massive liquidity injection into the U S economy and people had extra money to spend on, you know, without mincing words, just like dumb shit. And I'm not saying NFTs are dumb shit. Some actually a lot of them are, uh, (laughs) but like, you know, like I know that people like, um, gambling on highly speculative assets, right. There's a reason why, you know, we saw this metaverse bull run, all this, shit that we've seen in the last year. Um, So I was never like really concerned with the practicality of it. Of like, oh, like, is it really worth? Like, of course, it's not really worth this. The question is, is somebody else going to to buy this, right? Um, And like I said, like I looked at it and there were obviously a lot of inefficiencies in the market and there were also, for whatever reason, a lot of people spending money on these things at the time. So it was never a thing for me of like assessing sort of like the you know, real efficacy and morality of of the space. Like I went in with the understanding of like a lot of this is pretty ridiculous, but there are, you know, like there's a way to play this market Mm -hmm. in in a way that I think offers a lot of upside to people who are willing to uh, spend their time understanding it. With that said, right. After I spent a year or so in the space, my actual passion for it really rapidly grew right and now i spend a lot of time thinking about okay what are the actual you know consumer friendly applications of this technology that i think are going to change the world um and i think are going to you know drastically change the way that people interface uh with each other on the internet uh but that kind of happened over time right my initial inclination was just like oh man like i think that we can exploit this market and make money uh so yeah
0: a good answer as honest i feel like it's difficult sometimes when you have a platform to be that honest about nfts cuz there's a camp of people that are like this is the future it's insane tech um no one understands it um but i think it's important to be realistic and be like you know what you're gambling it's a game well, you I have think, to outsmart it
2: i think both of those things can be true right like <laughs> yeah i think that the there's like a version of the market that we've seen previously that, that is obviously like kind of ridiculous. Donuts crazy. It's
1: before. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. But also that this technology has really cool real world applications. Right. And people talk a lot about like, Oh, like, you know, whenever we see, like whenever NFTs come back, right. And like, yeah. I think that it's i think that nft technology is going to be really pervasive and used for a lot of things uh and i think that in, nfts can be used by you know 100 million people without it looking anything like the january bull run that we saw right and you might not even know that you're using NFTs, exactly right? it like with it starbucks exactly exactly like yeah. it doesn't have to look like people spending Immense amounts of money on on profile pictures, and and by the way, there are plenty of you know really strong IP brands that I think will probably see a massive upswing in floor price again as soon as uh, because like do do I think that if you know let's say the Fed turned the money printer back on and we had another euphoric crypto bull run, like you think people aren't going to want to ape money into blue chip NFTs again? Like, of course they will, um, but that doesn't you know I don't know. It, it, it doesn't it, it, it's still it's not not ridiculous just because yeah. i think that it's going to happen right like most of crypto is ridiculous like a lot of these coins you know what i mean like sand sandbox's valuation at the peak of the last bull run was ridiculous but yeah. we yeah. all it. you know what i mean yeah so me
1: Google lab you. doodles just got evaluated as well like and you're seeing these numbers and you're like wait what like how did this make sense yeah. Dude, you,
2: you, a lot of these uh, regular stock valuations are yeah, still yeah, like, ridiculous. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's – it's anyway.
3: So I want to touch on you, though, real quick, though. So everyone's like, oh, it's $4 billion valuation. They're too big to fail. I, I just want to remind everyone that, in, like, during the Internet bubble in 2000, you know, there was companies that were valued at, like, $20 billion market cap, and they failed. So it's like nothing is a lot. You know, Mutant Ape and uh, Board Ape could very well become the next big thing. They could be huge. But there's still the chance that they fail because there's plenty of major companies during the interbubble that were basically like, oh, they're too big to fail. They're they're an absolute beast. They're they're an absolute you know they're the winning horse. But yeah, I mean, at nothing, nothing is allowed. I, so that at least up to my next question, champ. So like uh, you touched up on like what the euphoric you know aspect of the bull run of the NFT bull run was. Do you think there's going to be an NFT revolution that comes out of this current bear, or do you think the current uh, or do you think the NFT ecosystem is just going to go back to just the same that it was the previous bull cycle?
2: I think things will look different, right? Like,
1: Will like, it though? So. Will it? What's
2: well, a good question, right? Because the, because I'm kind of of two minds about it. Because like I said at the end of sort of that last tangent, and like if we return to sort of like general – euphoria and people have you know sort of expendable income right because like right now we're looking at like four congruent global crises right like energy crisis like, yep. like if people can't afford yeah. to heat their homes in the winter i don't think that they're going to spend hundreds of dollars on a twitter profile picture um <laughs> yeah. however like if we you know enter an environment where people have a lot of expendable income and the economy looks amazing and everybody's euphoric from a macro perspective again like do I think that people would want to start spending money on these things the same way that they did before? Yeah. But you also have to think about like how many people got onboarded at once for the first time around that time. Right. Because it was like the first time that we had seen a big sort of mainstream cultural push for these things. Right. Like it was a big deal whenever, uh, like there was the, you know, the Jimmy Fallon moment. Right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, like now it's not, it's not even a big deal whenever like, you know, huge celebrity, like it's not a big deal anymore. The moon pay, it moon pay, pay giving. Eight, oh yeah. Like yeah, it doesn't matter. Things and then nobody cares
1: about it. Yeah. Like back yeah, nobody get,
2: Exactly. Exactly. So that moment is that, that, that type of moment's off the table. It's not going to happen. again. Um, But that doesn't mean that we can't see like a resurgence of, of liquidity and volume into the market. I just think that like, sitting around and clinging on to the idea that we're going to see some sort of return to form in the exact same way we saw this market operate before um it's kind of asinine because like i think that i think that it's like think about or i guess think about this way like every time we see a, a fungible crypto bull run the, the top 10 market cap coins are different right yeah. uh but i don't even th- i'm not even just saying that i think it'll be the same thing but it'll be 10 different nft collections like you know like that you mentioned earlier, right? Like, you know, you see Starbucks coming out. um, And the the really important thing to note there is Starbucks understanding that there's like really negative sort of sentiment around the word NFT in the market, but uh, wanting to use the technology anyway. So they come out, they use it, but they call it something else Mm -hmm. uh, because this technology allows them to. Uh, appeal to you know numerous consumer sets of their consumers at once in ways that are more meaningful by giving them rewards for participation with IP um, and allowing them to trade things in a trustless manner that is just consumer friendly and cool. Uh, but like we'll continue, and, and we see Disney moving into the space. I think we're gonna see NFT technology be used in a lot more cases, but I think we're gonna see people in the next three, five years not knowing that they are using it. Right. And I think that there will continue to be opportunities to trade. But like, I don't think that people ever to a degree that they were before will be trading, will be buying things because they are NFTs. I think that there will always be speculative markets and assets of the Internet that people trade and sell to each other. But like that, these will simply be Internet phenomenon that are powered by non-fungible tokens kind of in the background, right? Like that's the only way, in my opinion, it'll ever be adopted in gaming because you guys know people hate NFTs without even knowing why they hate them. Um, So I think it's kind of silly to just like sit here and like wait, like, oh, we're like, we're gonna come back, like when? You know what I mean? Like you have to get smarter about how this is gonna work.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the reality is a lot of people jumped in on the hype train of NFTs a lot of them got burnt, a lot of them got rug pulled, a lot of them just didn't understand how to make moves in the market and thought, okay, this is my bad experience. And this is what the reality of it is. And I think in the next bull run, which it will happen, markets are cyclical, like, no one is going to sit here and tell you that NFTs are dead, at least not on this podcast, because that's just not true. It's a market It exists, there's going to be cycles. But I think in the next bull run, a lot of those people who got burnt aren't going to be coming back. And there's going to be a lot less liquidity in the DGEN plays, and the gains are going to shrink because of that. And like you said, like when people are using web three technology, the ideal scenario is that they don't even know they're using it, right? And that's how we use Instagram and Snapchat. No one's like, oh, I'm on web two. No one thinks about that. No one thinks about how Snapchat works, how Instagram works. You just use it. And that's what consumer behavior is all about. It's like, what does the product do for me? Not how does it work, not why it's different, not like the innovation of it, but what does it really do for me? And that's why I think the next wave is just going to be big names like Starbucks, Walmart's in it. Um, who else? Who else do we talk about in the newsletter? Like big names are coming Disney? into Disney. Disney. They're coming in, but I think they're going to change the face of how we understand the use of NFTs.
2: Yeah, you mean like actual products that, do things. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That's like, what
3: I mean. Like,
2: <laughs> like you don't you don't you don't download apps on your iPhone like oh the new app dropped. I'm gonna buy it because it's an <laughs> app. You like download applications that do shit for you. Yeah. that are cool. Um you know what I mean? Yeah totally. but I yeah, say
3: totally. it's,
1: it's, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna just let you guys me. take over the
3: we we don't we don't know when the, like the next bull market's gonna happen. I, I personally think we're heading to a deep depression with a D. I think it's gonna get very ugly. Um, and I could easily see Bitcoin go to twelve thousand very very quickly. Where do you see like the markets going? Do you are you bullish? You bearish? Do you think it's gonna just absolutely shit and tank? Because I I, I have people that have been crypto since twenty twelve. Some friends and they're very successful traders and they talk about how you know if Bitcoin stays below the nineteen thousand dollar level. You know, it's very realistic that it could fall to six to eight thousand very, very quickly. That's their analysis and that you know they're hardly ever wrong. So that's my that's my concern and also my fear that the markets are just absolutely gonna shit. But I'm just curious what is your perspective? What what do you see, what do you perceive that is gonna happen?
0: Some crystal yeah, ball shit.
2: You just outlined best case scenario for me, man. I'd love I'd love to DCA into to all of these top market cap coins with Bitcoin around six thousand, eight thousand dollars. $8,000. I mean, can you imagine the returns? Unless you, you don't think that this this technology is gonna remain relevant, right? I think that yeah, so I was kind of talking about it earlier. Um uh, yeah, I think that we certainly experience a lot more pain and, and, and downside, right? Like, it, I don't think it takes, you know, a macroeconomic genius to understand that because I'm certainly not. Um, but l- like I said er- earlier, you know, whenever you look at, you know, like four or five, you know, congruent global crises that all impact uh, the global economy, uh, and you think about like where people are going to be allocating um, their money, whenever they can't afford basic things that they need, right? Like, it's hard to make a bull case for uh, all-time highs returning for crypto, right? And here's the thing, like, I don't – I very rarely, if anyone who consumes my content knows this, like, I very rarely try and make, like, acute exact predictions. I try and just talk more about, like, how I'm sort of future-proofing and in, in going about um, what it is or, or like, essentially pr- – prepping for the fact that no one, myself, nor like the smartest um, traders that I know really know what's going to happen. And um, like when it comes to like what, but really what I think is going to happen or rather what I'm doing right now, um, I bought a a lot, a lot of Ethereum like at once, which I rarely do. I usually DCA it, and whenever we bounced off those like $950 levels, $900 levels. Um, my plan was to continue DCAing in I ended up actually exiting my entire position around like a 1900 dollars ethereum because um, things just felt like super overheated uh, and it was kind it, was, it was, you know a, a pretty aggressive bear market rally um, my pl- my plan has been to I, I actually started averaging back into my positions what days it Wednesday two days ago. Um, this last Monday around like a thirteen hundred dollar ETH. I, it's it's like, and 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 I'm I'm putting in small buys right now, right? Like ideally, do I think that will return to a three digit ETH? That's the bet that I'm making, um, and I plan on shorting all the way down. And uh, <laughs> but uh, like I think it's gonna take way longer than a lot of the like new age crypto nft bros are accustomed to thinking right mm-hmm. who 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 jumped in before the covid flash crash and then the fed came out and printed a bunch of money and saved everybody and they're like oh you know what i mean like, all, like the hardest part about a bear market a lot of the time isn't even the drawdowns on your portfolio it's the it's waiting you know what i mean it's waiting for like one or two or three years and continuing to pay attention and continuing to believe enough to dollar cost average into generational lows because after a year or to- two you're like fuck man i don't know if this is ever going to come back yeah. uh, and that and that's you know we talk about capitulation right but like you see you begin to see people losing hope that these things will ever return and i began to see that in the nft market man uh you should go read my youtube comments like i get notifications every day of, pe- of people just literally being i'm sure you guys get it too like i right. yeah, mean it's over all the dumbasses already bought these things scam over um but I think we I think we have to get there in the crypto markets too. And there's still so much, I feel like bullish uh momentum and euphoria from people. You know what I mean? Because it hasn't been very long. It like really hasn't been that long that we've been at like actual dumpster prices. Yeah. Uh uh anyway, so sorry, I still haven't answered your question, Alex. <laughs> uh, I think that we're going to see uh, uh, uh i think that we're going to see three digit ETH again i think that we're going to i i could easily see us uh dumping to that twelve thousand dollar bitcoin that you mentioned and i can see us ranging around and moving sideways <clears throat> at shitty dumpster prices for like quite some time and that's best case scenario because then you can accumulate more over time without having to aggressively dump into a position and then if we go lower <clears throat> not being able to get in so i don't know where we'll bottom right and that's why i'm averaging in right now Uh, so that i can add to my position if we go lower or i can i can take profits if we go higher but the key is um that i'm not using money that i need to live because i'm also acutely aware of the fact that the reason why prices get so friendly in the bear market is because people begin to realize that every time like oh maybe it is over this time and that's why people are willing to sell these assets for you know 95 haircuts of where they bought them so you have to kind of you have to have that in the tank you know what i mean like that money could literally go to zero. Um, totally. But and it has it has
1: before. We've seen it multiple times.
2: Dude, you should see, yeah, some <laughs> yeah, my my the the money that I left in my portfolio, which is not very much of it, um, is probably is down like
1: ninety percent. I can relate. I can I can one hundred percent relate to <laughs> the same feelings. Let me ask you this. So it's no secret, right? Your digital identity at least on Twitter is kind of very attached to that mutant abe you have. Mm-hmm <laughs> At one point, that mutant ape was probably worth if I'm not wrong, yeah, like a hundred thousand <laughs> right right now we're probably looking at I don't know let's say twenty whatever the, the amount may be. how much do you think has that ape benefited you in growing your digital personality in web three, and do you think it was worth it holding it all the way up and down
2: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, I do to be honest, man, but to be fair like i I know I just showed you that physical piece. Somebody Good. mailed that to me. Uh, or actually, one of my friends mailed that to me. Um, I don't have any sentiment. Symptom- I don't give a shit about that, ape, eh, to be honest. I also <laughs> don't really give a shit about the profits that I missed. Um, I've I, I had enough other things going on. I don't know how to say this. In enough. Like I, I was trading enough other assets. I locked in enough profits. That I don't really care about that. Um, and for me, it's really just like a – it sounds silly, but um, – You know there's a reason why you see like alexander 42 like shillin villain still using that uh reptilian renegade pfp even though it's a shitty rug project um or why you don't see people change their pfps is because like going through a rebrand kind of sucks um and you know it wasn't and it's funny because it wasn't a thing like there's like this i'll get in spaces and and people be like Alexander was he's like, he's like, oh, <laughs> you know, you just buy an expensive PFP and think it's so you can, but like, bro, I bought this thing for four ETH. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm still, I'm still up like 4x in Ethereum terms. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, I, I bought my second one for, for 18. I, I bought the, I bought oh, the dip God. and it kept dipping, but I also don't really care about that because my, my, my yuga time horizon's pretty, pretty long. Um, and I'm, I'm so largely risk off aside from like a couple expensive NFTs that like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, does it, should I have sold it and bought back in? Like, yeah, that's the ethos that I apply to all of my other trades. But it's like, it's a brand thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, but what's stopping you from just keeping it as your profile picture and selling it? I think the you hexagon. Tried- I just, I- I think you tried- the hexagon, tried-
2: Parisa, the hexagon.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, what I what I'm trying to say is we know we know NFTs are risky. Cryptos risky. NFTs are riskier though, right? So I've oh, yeah. we've I think we've all backed up off of NFTs. Where I'm focusing way more on crypto right now. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, since you're a little alpha caller, what is your low cap gem that you think will be a home run in the next bull?
2: That's a that's a really good question. Like low low cap. Mm-hmm. Dude, to be honest, I think that okay. There's a bunch. I think that a lot of these same like sort of metaverse coins that got pumped to, sh- to hell by a lot of you know like the the Beckers of the world are yeah. probably going to do the same thing next yeah. time. I think I think Vulcan Forged will probably do the same exact shit next time we see a a big. Uh, bull run. I also think that a lot of these Solana ecosystem coins, like be, just because I think that Solana will probably do really well too. Um, will probably pump aggressively next bull run. I also see, I also think that if you guys well, actually, I was thinking about opening a short on cosmos today or yesterday, but I think that the, if you guys are familiar with Adam and the cosmos ecosystem, like I think that a lot of those coins would probably do well. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I hate. I don't like talking about small cap coins because it's like, I it's mean, it's so dude, risky. Like
0: these,
2: well, not even that. It's like, but you see these these coins that have like a $10,000 market cap and people will talk about them and be like, oh, I called it. And it's like, bro, no, you didn't. Like, you just, <laughs>
1: like, you didn't call anything. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That's um, so, sure. so Now, like, bro, I have it on camera. Like, I talked about this coin two years I'll, ago.
3: I'll have it on camera right now. I, me personally, what I'm bullish on is radium. You know, decentralized exchange for Solana. I think that's going to be huge. I think it's really undervalued. That's just that's because you're a Soul
0: person. Maxi. i'm
3: Not a Soul Maxi. I like Soul a lot, I and mean, it's there. I think it's you're a uh, Soul Maxi. But Jeff, I want to talk about. So, you know, I actually was rugged by reptilian Renegade. That I was a victim. um I bought it like 18 Soul, <laughs> and I got an offer. I could have sold it for like 60 Soul, 60 Soul, made a fat profit. I think Soul was around 55, 60 at that point. And I was like, "Oh, this is like the next thing. It's kind of like Creeps Genesis vibes. It's gonna, th- this shit's gonna continue to grow. Like I'm gonna ride this out." And I sold it. Basically, I didn't sell it for a loss. I kind of broke even, but I could have taken a nice profit. But uh, yeah.
1: Dude, you know, the way like, that blew up was like, like
3: that's. Wait, that. wait, 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 wait,
2: yeah. Wait, you got wait, you got rugged, or you sold it for sixty e? No, no, I could have I mean sold. for sixty sold.
1: I could
3: have sold it at that point, didn't, but I did. <laughs> And I was and I was on the boat with a couple of friends when my cousin texted me, oh, yeah, I think Reptilian Renegade is a rug. And I was like, shit, I'm not on my laptop right now. Turn the boat around. I got to get home. By the time I got home, it was like at yeah, like 17 soul. I sold like the, the, I guess the secondary project, the eyes that they, you know, airdropped. So I basically broke even, which is a relief. But I was like, shit, I could have sold it for a fat profit. But uh, in all honesty, my, my, my best investment was Blocksmith Labs. I'm still holding it. It's my profile pick on Twitter.
2: I bought and, one of those pretty early too. Yeah, Blocksmith. That that art update looks really cool too. Um, yeah, and I made all money
3: back from, from staking Forge. So it's like I made all my stole back from Forge. So I mean I bought in yeah, like… Yeah, Forge
2: is… That's a good project. I, I, I actually… That's one of my favorite projects in Solana. I think that they're doing really cool stuff building actual infrastructure, right? Like those are the projects that interest me that are like that are that are using NFTs as as a route to sort of fund development of actual product and shifting software product and interesting user experiences. Um and moreover, projects that are building these B2B project products, right? Like so you look at something like Blocksmith Labs or you look at any of these projects, right, Who's you who's sort of Utility or product is to build things that can be used by projects sort of across the space for needs that we all run into. Right. So when it comes to like whitelist management, all that stuff, like I, Vlogsmith was early and brilliant doing that over on Solana. Um, I, I, I don't have mine anymore. I probably should have held on to it longer. Um, but that's a great project. I, I was, uh, to go back to your other question, right? Like if we're talking, okay. I actually did want to talk about it a little bit. I wasn't going to, but like, and in, in when I talk like small caps, like I'm thinking like, you're talking like, are you talking like micro caps? Because like the ones that we don't want to touch until Bitcoin breaks like $35,000. Yes, yes, or exactly. Like, well, okay. As far as like, okay, I think that, that you have to, that's going to be like a call that you have to make whenever we, I think that those answers are going to be drastically different by the time that we reach that point. Mm. But when it comes to like, uh, just like smaller cap coins, that. Like, that do interest me if we if we flip, flip bullish again um actually i like Seedify a lot i think that sure. that Seedify is a really good coin and a good in a good product and i'm um, by the way i have no i'm not sponsored by anybody that i'm about to talk about Seedify sponsored a couple episodes of the ng my podcast i have no financial relationship with Seedify. the sponsorship's <laughs> over or anyone else i'm about to talk about it's important to say that but i like i like Seedify. if you're familiar with uh like veracity that's a small that's a small coin that i think is pretty cool there's coin called Wilder World um, that Wilder's, I like quite a bit. Wilder's doing a What'd lot. You say?
1: Of, Wilder's doing a lot of cool things. He's like very on under- the yeah. well in the space. I yeah,
2: love- I, I I I agree. Um, Kusama. Uh, I think that probably a lot of small coins in the DOT ecosystem will do well. DOT is way down from all time high, but one that I think we can actually decently recover it. Uh, like V Chain, Filecoin, if you're familiar. Um, I bet Gala will do well again. Yeah, uh, those are those are a bunch of smart people over there. All of the popular DEXs are are pretty surefire bet. Like I'm sure Pancake Swap will probably do well. Um, I don't know. Like I, I I always that's a play that I always make though. Like whenever a, a bull run comes back around, just aping mm. money into these deck these dex coins like Pancake yeah. Swap and uh, you just, it's easy easy money. Um, but that like real micro caps, dude. I don't. I make those decisions like. 20 I'm seconds
1: stopped. before I Yeah, out. when they come out. <laughs> to be honest, okay, feel- and that's just big, like, like, yeah, like those aren't going to come out until the bull run, anyways. They're going to be made. Like you, yeah you, because they're not actual projects because yeah, they're yeah. not products like you know what i mean that's like throwing yeah. that's was, like throwing uh, 10, X. yeah you just gotta like throw shit at the wall literally and yeah open
2: it's open. like throwing 10 g's on black at the casino you know what i mean like man yeah, i hope yeah. this hits like so it, as well it actually it's not it, it because it requires more understanding of what's actually going on because you have to understand narratives but if you understand narratives man Uh, the same way that all of these influencers that pumped the living hell out of metaverse coins last bull run understood narratives, right? And there will be another one. There'll be another one. Um, And being able to understand how to look at narratives and then take that and sort of uh, superimpose that upon uh, which L1s are doing well and like, look, okay, what coins fit in this narrative in the ecosystems of a Mm -hmm. Solana or an Ethereum or whatever, like It's not that
1: complicated. (laughs) Let me ask you this. This is is literally strictly for a soundbite right here, right? So during the bull run, we know that like there was a specific narrative in terms of here's what to look for in a proper NFT project, right? There's this checklist right here. And if it doesn't match this, you should or should not invest. How much do you think that's changed now to what's going on? And then what do you think that's going to look like next bull run?
2: Dude, it never, it, it was never real. It never actually existed. Like people, are. we were just talking about narratives, right? Like people, 99% of people who spent a single dollar on NFTs last bull run were buying it with the express purpose of someone else buying it from them for more money than they yeah. bought it for, right? So it's like this game of, okay, like, People are looking at this at the, so sort of like the checklist, right? Like, oh, let's look at the roadmap. Um, Okay, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. But they're not looking at that from a perspective of like, okay, this makes me feel safe with my money. They're looking at it from a perspective of, does this check the boxes of someone else looking at this feeling like it'll be safe with their money? So they'll buy it from me for more than I paid for it. But that other person that's also doing that is also looking at it from that perspective, right? So it's like, you know, you talk about greater theory, right? Yeah. But to actually answer your question, um, I think that – or at least my hope is that um, these, quote-unquote, check, like the checklist that you mentioned or sort of the buying criteria will become more sophisticated and have to do with people that are shipping actually useful products, right? Mm-hmm. And we've already seen that happen to a degree during the bear market. And I tweeted about this the other day, but like I had a conversation with um, Alex. The Have you guys seen Valhalla, the NFT project that's coming out?
1: No, I haven't. I've heard about it,
2: but I haven't done much. To the founder of an, of an upcoming project, I, I, I met with him. I, I spoke to him. I, he was a really intelligent guy, right? Run a bunch of successful businesses. Um, and, the, and, and him and I talked about the fact that, like, despite all the sort of doom and gloom that we see in the market right now, um, I don't think we've seen the Snapchat or the, like, Instagram or the really killer apps yeah. come out of Web3 yet. Mm-hmm. And that's where I... Am directing my attention right because I think those will be born in in the bear, and I think that assuming these killer apps are developing product that has functionality which is really useful to a lot of people, should attention get redirected to the NFT market in a big way, right? Those will offer massive upside when that occurs. So my sort of hope for the space is that um, that checklist for people becomes thinking about like. What like are the is this collection or you know team shipping interesting and useful product that's built atop NFT technology? Because there are a million ways to do that, right? People just didn't care about it before. Um and when euphoria strikes, they probably won't care again. Yeah. Um and to be honest, man, like if we re-enter the type of euphoria that we saw before that checklist, again, wouldn't really matter, right? It's just like, yeah. where is money going? What's the narrative right now? We, we saw the anime meta. We saw the cute, thick line art meta. We saw the everything meta. Uh, now we're in sort of like a VC funding meta. Um,
1: are we the, I think, are we really in a VC? Not to cut you off. Go ahead, finish, finish. And then I'll,
2: No, 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 no. You go ahead. Uh, it's a good question.
1: Yeah, because, okay, here's, here's what I noticed right now. I think I was going to record a video about this later on. It's like, Okay, so we see like the big blue chip projects raising VCs, right? So Doodles, the lightest one, easy example, raised $54 million, $700 million valuation. Impact on floor price and community inside Twitter did not move the needle. It was like a quick pump, one day people FOMO'd in, that was it, right? Then you go ahead and you look at somebody like Frank, right, d Yutes. Utes. This guy's on Twitter, he's active, he's doing spaces with hundreds of people, right? if not sometimes even thousands. And every time he does something like that, you actually see volume consistently coming in, right? So it's like now when I'm looking at the space, I'm like, okay, is VC really necessary at this stage right now? Like how much is it really gonna help? And will it play out now? Or do we have to wait until the next on to see if it actually makes sense or not?
2: Yeah, so you touched on what I would say kind of at the end there. Yeah. Um, which is that, you know, like like we've been conditioned By sort of the market conditions of old, uh, like, you know, you talk about it, man. Like the the indicator that you use is short term floor price fluctuations. Yeah. But in my opinion, NFTs are going to go the way of every other industry that actually, you know, lasts and is successful in that, like, bro, like whenever, whenever, you know, a company comes out and uh, hires some amazing CEO or does something cool, like, stocks don't fluctuate by ten thousand percent on that announcement right and i think that's like the the doodles thing like you know that that vc raise any of these products it 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 takes time to play out like you don't raise 10 million dollars and spend it in a day and all of a sudden the meaningful product is out right and i think and 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 here's the, the other thing is that a lot of these meaningful developments may have no impact on the leading metric that everyone uses right now, which is floor price. Maybe they will, Mm -hmm. or maybe they won't, or maybe it means doodles, uh, comes out and ships a bunch of cool product in a way that doesn't immediately, uh, offer back any value via floor price. Uh, but they offer a bunch of cool shit to their initial investors. And 10 years from now, these, you know, 10,000 OG doodles have become an immensely valuable collector's item. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, I, I don't know if I would say that. I don't think VCs are necessary in all cases, but I don't think it's bad. Like if we're looking at at VCs offering projects um, the opportunity to develop things that they want to develop, um, it's fine. With with me, you know, like people think about like, oh, like what do you need VCs for? You already minted, but like, dude, like th- compared to most industries in the world, man, like th- it's peanut money. Like it just is, yeah. like. Building huge software product and and building a company is immensely expensive. Um, And I think if anything, sort of like the VC raise uh, meta, whatever you want to call it, is (laughs) good because it it kind of comes out in in maybe a kind of painful way for some NFT investors. Um, We'll make it abundantly clear that like, you are not an investor by buying nfts like yeah. you don't have equity in the company like <laughs> yeah. when digidaigaku raises however many million dollars they raise like you don't get any of that you're not a you're shareholder payable,
1: that has an opinion right like.
2: right like you are receiving a digital asset um and whatever promises this organization has made uh to a company that that tokenized digital asset and nothing else right yeah. and nfts are weird because uh, I've, n- there, I've never seen another industry where sort of like the uh, the core of public opinion and Twitter and so social much. sentiment yeah. matters so much. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Bin- did you, like you, sh- you guys probably saw what happened with Binance yesterday. Like, they burned a shit ton of token just because there was, you know, this, an uproar on Twitter, right? And it's cool. Because it's like power to the people, but at the same time, it allows these sort of like misconstrued narratives to get out of control, yeah. where people have these expectations that are unrealistic and end up getting completely.
1: Wrecked. Yeah, like, are you a bad company because you don't listen to what people are telling you. Or are you a good company because you're sticking to the plan, right?
2: And 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 yeah, and that's the last thing that I'll say before I I, I get off this topic. It's like it's it's tough in NFTs because. The, like I said, the holder opinion, like community feedback matters immensely. It is extraordinarily important that you listen to your community and, and pivot. Yes, but they're customers. And, and the, there, there's a reason why, and I'm not saying again that like, I, I am extraordinarily transparent with my holders. Every project's different though. And there's a reason why like Apple, um, or meta don't come out and publish every single dollar of all their financial statements right. and crowdsource all of the decisions that they make about their yeah. company. Because the reality is that when you expand, I think, uh, over like a 5, 10-year time horizon, very rarely does the average consumer know immediately what decisions need to be made to behoove them over a multi-year time horizon, right? So it's yeah, like, sure, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that, and that's why team and consumer trust is like so important. Um, because if they can't trust you, then you're not going to be able to make decisions that might confuse them at first, and everything just
1: implodes. Yeah. Well look, Back it, in it, NFT, like, we were we were we were out on the streets asking people community versus utility. What makes you buy a product, Right. Nine out of ten times, people kept saying community. Right. It's always community, and I think since then. And, and let me know your opinion on this. Is the way the NFTs are selling now or the reason why people are holding specific NFTs it's because who are the other people holding them? Are they smart? And do I know them, right? Do I know them? For example, for you, right? Easy example. Okay, board ape, right? If you sit back and you're like, okay, maybe I want to sell my ape right now. Okay, let me take a look. Why? Well, the community is obviously there. The smartest people or at least the smartest people in the space all hold one. So you know the pressure to sell is not there. Like there's there's no need to sell because you know the people that are holding it, right? Versus a brand new project that just mints all discord or whatever the case may be. You have no clue who the holders are. It could pump and then it dumps, right? And then it goes to show you that what? You don't know who the people you're working with or you're vibing with, right, on Twitter. So it just makes you like, hey, you know what? I don't wanna hold this project. So what do you think of that? It's like the community really matters more than anything, whether it's like utility, team, what do you think of that?
2: Well, the community, yeah, man, because right now for 99% of these projects, the community is the product. Like that's the consumer experience, right? So, of course, it matters. Like if if all I'm choosing between is which one of the, you know, if the, all I'm choosing between is where I'm going to hang out, basically, certainly the community matters, like immensely. Um and there's i i i wasn't trying to sort of like discount that as a matter of fact like i think we've seen the meta like really ch- like change a lot during the bear market um but like it's uh it's super it's super important right now and look at like who the most relevant and popular people on twitter are right now right like it's not like no one's talking about like you know the like real you know world utility of these collections i was talking about the provenance of the art and the blockchain people are are shitposting and enjoying vibing out in communities and that's like a central part of nft NFT culture right but i think that it just depends on what you're interested in and i think that one of the dumbest things that happens right now is that we group every project into one bucket of Mm -hmm. the nft market but the reality is that like my project uh, An alpha group and like MFers have the only thing that we have in common is the fact that we are both um, in NFT. Like that's it, right? And they all get sort of lumped into the same bucket and traded speculatively the same way. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it really just has to do more with like what are your interests, right? Like what are you trying to get into? And I, dude, I think I think a social club is a completely legitimate utility of an nft project right like people pay for uh soho house and for country cl- you know what i mean like yeah. like it th- i think that's a completely legitimate utility but i also think that there are projects that can do extraordinarily well by shipping really cool product uh that helps people uh make money or helps people do whatever that is token gated right like nfts are just the vector for access, um, and vector for trading them trustlessly without having to use some, you know, centralized middleman that, that yoinks fees from us. And well, I mean, I guess opensea charges charges fee, but I can still send it to one of my friends if I want. Right. Um, if I want to wire money via a bank, right. I have to call them and get all these approvals and they take a, you know, it's just like a, uh, a a better way to do things. So
0: totally, totally. So I think it talking- matters a lot. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about community. We're talking about interests to me well let me start off by saying this i don't know if you guys know but i'm a woman and to me we are sleeping on half of the population we're sleeping on half of the potential community half of the potential interests business insider did a study and they found that women make 86 percent of consumption decisions right like the hottest artists like fucking justin bieber the beatles They're the best because women love them. Like Kylie Cosmetics became a billion dollar brand because women consume that shit. So women are consumers, right? They're like, it's like the narrative. Like when you get married to a woman, the wife like hides the stuff they went out shopping for. And NFTs have such huge potential to include women in this space, but they don't. So I'm going to put all of you guys on the spot. I want you to tell me how you can loop in women into the NFT space, potential ways that you see either utility or community or interest, whatever it is, go. I, Who goes
1: first, first? I'll go first. Personally, I think it's hard to include women unless they want to. When I take a look at NFTs and we take a look at the core of NFTs, right now, let's say gambling, women are not like programmed to be interested in this. So it's very hard to say like, it's like saying, I don't want to fuck this analogy up, right? It's like saying construction. About to say something I, wild. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's like saying, say it. you know, it's saying. It. No. <laughs> look, say so it's it. like saying, think about it as construction, right? Let me try this analogy out as I spit off the top. Construction is very lucrative, right? Whether it's development, finding deals, so on and so forth. When you take a look at that industry as a whole, do you see a lot of women in it? No, it's a very small portion, right? Because women are not naturally programmed to be interested in, let's say, money making or building type of opportunities. When I take a look at crypto, NFTs, and where we are right now in general, women are not interested, like all women are not I'm interested.
0: Leaving. I'm leaving.
1: I'm leaving. You okay. can't get me wrong here. It's a very small amount of women that want to be in the space, and it's not because of what the space is. It's because women are just not naturally interested. They'd rather be doing something else, whether it's I'm looks, fashion. You know, I just wanted. I'm, I'm disagree.
3: I'm just gonna say, you know, I think a lot of people. No, I think a lot of people are put off by NFTs just because half of them look like they're monkeys tripping on acid. Right, they're tripping on Molly. But like, for example, to answer your question, Brisa. Girls
0: don't do Molly or acid?
3: I'm not saying they do not <laughs> but it's not appealing to have a monkey that looks, you know, just, uh, anyways, um, I just think there is if you, for example, if a, if a female launches a makeup collection or line and she's able to create an NFT project that will be able to provide the funding or capital upfront. I feel like that would appeal to a lot of people because the incentive is okay. You invest in my project, my makeup collection, and if it turns profitable, the NFT collectors will get a certain percentage of that revenue if we do take off. So I do think there could be the appeal there, you know. Okay, just,
1: an let, me right you. okay. let me argue that, let me argue that, because.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
3: you okay. like. you know, look at Kylie Jenner's makeup collection, it's huge. Imagine like, who wouldn't want to have an at a piece of that revenue, because it's a huge collection. I mean, right? And my champs sure?
1: face I <laughs>
3: Maybe, maybe i maybe check,
1: I'm completely- check this out. Look, as as an NFT, it's a business firm, right? So if you're a business, your ideal demographic is a man, why would you cater for women, right? So when you talk about like a Kylie Jenner or a cosmetic style NFT, that's a specific business that's launching NFT or crypto technology for women. You're not saying, hey, woman, come all be a part of this, right? So I think that's where you got to identify is like, okay, the NFT space right now, most of the businesses being built inside crypto, Champ, you're going to talk after this, are being catered for men. And until there's more woman customers or woman-style businesses in this space, then you were not going to see more women come in. And we've seen it. It's like women are coming into crypto to do OnlyFans. And they're just leveraging men on Twitter that have a little bit of crypto and don't see any daylight or sunlight and just buy NFTs. To spend money on them doing what? What they actually like to do, and that's my point right there.
3: Bro, I think you're gonna get canceled, man. <laughs>
1: right, fuck it. <laughs>
2: Should I answer now? Should yeah, answer? yeah, please. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. please. Okay. So I'll preface this by saying that, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about like coming here and virtual signaling and be like, oh, we need to like. I'm, I'll just okay. answer this objectively, right? Um because like there's a fine line between like saying what you think and people being like oh, you know oh you pick me i don't mean it like i'm not I'm not going to be a fucking pick me listen i think the part that we didn't discuss here is that maybe uh this space doesn't fucking appeal to women because it's full of outwardly aggressive incels that literally shit on every single girl who yes. tries to participate right like some of the most popular people on crypto twitter are outwardly like extremely hostile like threatening and like calling every woman that they see like a fucking whore which yes. is uh, if i'm uh, uh, if i am you know like a, a, any any girl that i know like would i be like oh this seems like a good thing to get involved with probably not okay but uh, <laughs> obviously not everyone who operates in in crypto in into in nft's are like that right and i i guess mo i understand your perspective but at the same time like i think it comes back to like i mean well actually i don't necessarily agree with the fact that like you know it's that the reason women actually no i just don't agree with the fact that women aren't nfts because they're not programmed to want to be successful and make money but like i think that i think that like so here's i don't know here's my my real issue dude is like the people that you know see women coming in and they definitely are like, I do see girls 100% like clout chasing, just like literally posting uh, like an OnlyFans ad in like hashtag crypto hashtag, like obviously leveraging that audience to sell something else. But here's the thing, bro. Every one of these hot ass girls that gets onboarded into the space doing this then brings a thousand more dudes. So like, why are you mad about it? because like all we want is more liquidity to come into this space anyway. Um, I think it's like a stupid thing to get mad about, right? Like every girl that gets onboarded, 10 more guys (laughs) follow them in. I think there's space. I think there's space for it. Like look at what, uh, like Sappy Seals has been an interesting example of this, right? Like the Sappy Sisters, right? It's like a really female focused community. I think more than anything, it has to do with just like feeling like you belong, man. Because like, and this is just, I'm just speaking objectively here, man. If I'm a girl and I'm looking, at crypto twitter i am like fuck this like i can't even i can't even post a picture myself or people are going to accuse me of of like only being you know no matter what you do it's going to be like oh well it's just because she's a girl right uh which would annoy the shit out of me because i think i'm pretty smart and have cool things to say but if i was a attractive girl people would probably like i would be totally like my people would be like oh you only as fuck she only has followers she's a girl
0: yeah Um, exactly
2: but there are people but there are women who are 100 percent just utilizing the space to that don't give a f- who are LARPing that they give a fuck about crypto sure. and NFTs sure. so that they can so that they can. But at the same time, like there's like there are there are people on the other side who are who are LARPing that they understand crypto and NFTs to sell ref links to fucking bit, and sell shitty rug projects. Um, and I just think it's stupid as fuck to like exclude a massive consumer demographic if you want the space to grow because you're like this tribalist, you know, crypto Twitter, like, oh, it belongs to the men. Like the women are just trying to come here and use us. Like, okay, they're going to onboard more people. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Like, let's get more people in here. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's kind of silly.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely experience that on the daily. Like anytime I post a photo of myself on Twitter, Um, They're like, oh, she's just like engagement farming. Like she just wants us to follow her because like she's pretty. She doesn't actually know anything about crypto. You should start an OnlyFans. Crypto is not your thing. All of that stuff. It's an aggressive ass space to be in as a young, attractive woman. So like how do we change that culture is what I'm really getting at because I don't see the incels going away anytime soon. I don't see the degens going away anytime soon. There's
1: no but, changing. Adapt. Um, it's for the strong woman. That's, that's not stop
2: being happened. an incel. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't it's never gonna happen.
1: You just can't.
2: No, but oh, sorry. So you you think, I think I'm a
0: strong yeah. woman?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think that you. I think that you are more qualified to speak on this than any of us are. Right? Like you're involved in the space. Um, but I think. I mean. I. I like. I don't. I don't sit on either end of the spectrum. Like I'm not like, an Andrew Tate motherfucker, and I'm also not, like, trying, you know what I mean? Like, and me everyone, either, me either, just so it's, like, the, the pictures. No, I know you're not. I know you're not, but I'm no, saying... No, you are.
0: Like, you are, Mo. It's okay. But I'm saying... But it,
2: I'm also not, like, oh, everybody be nice to everybody. Like, I don't really exactly. care that much. Like, exactly. um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think that, I think it's just kind of ridiculous like the there's just sort of like this ugly pervasive culture of of kind of what what you were touching on there's just like people just get discounted and insulted and fucking like threatened online and it's just i don't know like i if i saw it happening to like dudes i would also be like this is fucked up you know what i mean
0: (laughs) it's just bad business like why don't you want more people like why don't you want more liquidity why don't you want mass adoption like it's bad. Well,
1: wait, hold on. Who, who's saying we don't want women in Web3? Because I want to see more women. I just don't want to see them the way, the same exact way I see them on Instagram, which is bikinis, pools, mirror pics. Like I want to see more. I would say like – What do
3: you
1: want to see? So you don't like I want to see like, smart women that are like have a point, know how to debate, bring value, want to mingle – <laughs> besides like the same stuff that you see on other social media. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and, I think- And that is that is a point. That is a good point because yeah. I get fucking ripped apart at the
2: seams and ruthlessly accosted for like any holes in any of my opinions ever or like not yeah. like, I, I give people as much free alpha as possible, but it's like I deliver it one minute late or I'm wrong about one thing and they're like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, S- <laughs> S- so, to be fair, like we do need to apply, I think to anybody who wants to get involved in this space, the same level of standard But sometimes I wish people were a little bit nicer to me. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) like Champ looks good. He posts a selfie. He doesn't get any engagement. He only gets in when he posts alpha. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'll post one right now.
3: I'll see how it goes. (laughs)
1: Uh, But yeah, I think this was good. Anything else?
3: Yeah, I do. I got a big, big question. Like this is, I think, I think communities would love to hear this in general. Uh, so you had Frank D. on your podcast, which I think is awesome. Did you see what he looks like without the mask?
2: Yeah, I've hung out with Frank maskless on multiple occasions.
3: Okay, cool. That, that
2: he's, like- like- he's sexy. Yeah, he's so what? handsome.
1: Yeah, he's so handsome. Oh, God. That's funny, dude.
2: I posted i I posted that picture of me, Kevin, and Frank. This this is oh, bro cloud chasing one Bro, bro. I put that picture of, or, or not even, not cloud chasing. That, that's not true. And it actually was a friend of mine that, that commented. I posted that picture of me, Kevin, and Frank on uh, on Twitter, and nobody even knows what Frank looks like. And and so many comments were like, "Oh my god." sexy Frank like someone commented <laughs> about the train emojis like you haven't even seen him without a mask but it's like it's Frank and they're like oh Frank like, he's like, that dude is a beast bro man is a straight baller bro
1: how he's old is he, he?
3: He's he definitely is a very intelligent guy, but I mean I only see him with the mask and the shades on, so it's like I you know figured you were had the opportunity to probably see it. That's my
2: dream man, dude. That's my dream man. Uh, Man Parisa, I think he's. uh, Yeah, he is. (laughs) Parisa, I think he's like our our age, maybe a little bit younger. He might be like. What do you mean? I'm eighteen. He's like okay. Well, he's like early twenties. All
1: right, I
0: want to ask one last question. Before we send you off. Okay. So as I'm watching your content, you are incredibly well-spoken. You're a great storyteller. You have good banter. Do you feel like you're a bit of a Web3 journalist? Like how would you label yourself in this space?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Thank you. That's a great question. And I appreciate you saying that. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of at a... a bit of a crossroads. Um, I think that as Kevin and I uh, have, you know, sort of started building out the podcast, my content has become more journalistic in nature. Um, I'm somebody who's naturally, you know, really intellectually curious about what a lot of uh, people in the space are doing. Um, And I like sort of platforming and and giving uh, them a chance to explain that to more people. So the podcast is journalistic in nature, right? Um, But at the same time, like, I understand that my following was built atop um, offering, you know, rapid information to people who wanted to successfully trade the market. Um, but at the same time, like, m- you know, your following grows and you have to be careful uh, with spewing information out, no matter how many disclaimers you, you put, because people are just, are, are DJs, right? Yeah. It's, it's NFT Twitter. Um, but I think ideally, more than anything, I would just like the sort of umbrella or bucket that I group all of my content into is just like improving people's Web3 experience, right? Because uh, entertainment does that, right? Like the podcast is intended to be funny and, and educational. Um, helping people trade the market does that. Uh, having my alpha group where, you know, we allocate people whitelist and we make a ton of alpha calls. I have a big uh, team of analysts in there. Um, and also offer people connections, um, to build projects. I offer consulting sessions to those people for free. Like nice. that's all helping them become like essentially like the best version of themselves in web three, because those are the people that are going to be best equipped to push the culture forward and to evangelize folks in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, So I would say the sort of Web3 journalism is like a part of what I do. Um, It's not how I would sort of describe what I do as a whole because I I like to also create content that is sort of independent of anyone else um, and tell my own stories. Um, But I'm I'm doing a lot of experimentation right now. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully in like six months, you guys, if you ask me that question, I would be able to be like, this is exactly what I do. But it's a bear market. So it's time to experiment and see what people like um but I, I you know to a degree yes and i think what you guys are doing is, is really cool and important too obviously there's a lot of crossover um and i, I appreciate what you guys are doing for the space i think the more podcasts that we have the more people we have bantering having conversation and just like living within web3 the the better it is for the space in general um and i really appreciate you guys having me on as well thank you yeah man thank
1: you. This was i'm sorry a- for being so messy no man this is, this is great don't worry next time we'll have a couch and three mics and we can all just sit down and share one of the mics
2: yeah welcome to the engine my casting couch bro that's very <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: this was a great episode
1: champ thank you so much for hopping on if you guys are still watching make sure you hit that subscribe button check out our daily free newsletter where we send you guys interesting and cool stories that are going on in web3 to keep you up to date And also informative. So thank you all. We'll see you on the next podcast. Peace.